The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. What do you feel in your heart? What are you thinking at this moment? When everything assails us, the news, what's coming out, everything we're witnessing, everything we're seeing, confirms the necessity of the divine intervention of God in demands history. And don't think... That divine intervention is primarily on the United States of America to be used as one of the instruments in changing the direction of the world. Yes, Sally's message says convert. It depends on our heart. One by one we are to do this. But God used nations as the rod. He used Assyrians to correct Israel. And I'm not speaking in the context of the United States of America to be used in this, as Assyrians for punishment. But if the United States of America did not exist, we would be in total darkness. There's only one thing stopping the rule of evil to go across the whole world and cast it into an abyss that would be almost inescapable. 
especially with the technology. They've just come out now that they want to put digital tags on cars. So when somebody's behind you, the police, they can get all the information and everything about you right there without even going in the computer. You say, and might say, well, they already can stop you and then get your computer and your picture and everything up with that. Now, the convenience of that and those who could hack that and evil's use of that gravitates for the capability of ruling over man. The Antichrist system heads toward that. It's a dangerous thing. And I've already heard people, well, what's the difference? They stop you, they can find all the information. But just going through a parking lot and scanning everything, this is dangerous. Will they catch some criminals? Yes. Can you connotate some good things may come in from that? Yes. That's why we swallow the stupidity of giving this kind of power over, especially governments, because governments always prone toward tyranny. And if you give them tyrannical power, they will be tyrannical. And so today we're going to speak about where we're headed right now for Saturday, October the 15th at Independence Hall where we do the rosary, the patriotic rosary. We're inviting everybody to come there. It's critical. We're at a point where we got to go before God and say, God, you need to help us. As Our Lady who said, evil wants to reign. Then she comes back and says, evil has come to rule. We see it. We see the corruption. We know the selection and what's happening is going to be corrupted. For who to be elected is not going to be an easy thing to do, no matter how many votes they get for that. We're in a pivotal moment. You better wake up. And that's why spontaneously, just within the last 10 days or so, we decided we would go to Independence Hall between 11 and 3 and pray the Patriot Rosary, invite people from all over the United States to come there. If you have to fly, you have to tell friends, spread this to everybody. We have corrupt judges. We have corrupt government. Evil-minded judges rule the court systems. We cannot, will not win. We're going to have to have something that turns everything upside down. It's not going to be easy. And so we have Our Lady here as a result of this, because we're in a position that man has not been in except one other time in history. you got to contemplate that and think about it. Thomas Jefferson spoke about how to explain the republic, how it should work, how government should work. And that's our read today. Listen thoughtfully. Listen in some depth of what he said when the nation was being founded. Thomas Jefferson wrote, The way to have good and safe government is not to trust it all to one, but to divide it among the many, distributing to everyone exactly the functions he is competent to. Let the national government be entrusted with the defense of the nation and its foreign and federal relations, the state governments with the civil rights, laws, police, and administration of what concerns the state generally, the counties with the local concerns of the counties, and each ward direct the interest within itself. 
It is by dividing and subdividing these republics from the great national one down through all its subordinations until it ends in the administration of every man's farm by himself, by placing under everyone what his own eye may superintend, that all will be done for the best. What has destroyed liberty and the rights of man in every government which has ever existed under the sun? The generalizing and concentrating all cares and power into one body. Who can do best for you? The government? Somebody down the street from you? The state? Congress? The Supreme Court? Are you yourself? Who should rule over your domain? We have people twisted thinking this is a democracy. It's amazing how many people fall for this. Jefferson also said a democracy is nothing more than a mob rule. When 51% of the people may take away the rights of the other 49% of the people. We are a republic. That means you have total power over what's within your domain. The government is taking those things away from you. And we lose that because liberty is from God. We have unleanable rights from God. The divine mandated in the natural law. And we lose that when we sin. And that's where we are right now. We've got a centralized power that wants to gain more. And we've got such a corrupt system all the way through that it's going to take an outsider to turn everything upside down. And people don't see it. Many Catholics don't see it. They don't understand it. And they're manipulated by the media, which belongs to evil. They are not friends of us and the principles of what we want to follow and go through. This is the difficult thing to see for people because they're so tainted by what they hear and read and see. So they gives us messages to have a powerful glasses to see truth. It's amazing we think we have more truth than anybody in civilization's history. And she comes and says, I come to lead you to truth. Oh, we got truth? No, we got many truths, just like Pilate said to Jesus. What is the truth? Everybody has a relative truth. It's related to them. And we got divine truth related to natural law and to the scriptures. And we have corruption after corruption. Where we are today in the world, the world has only been there one other time. And in other words, these perverted, abominable, false unions mask as marriage has never happened in the history of the world. Did you know Ireland is the first nation in recorded history that has made that legal? No other nation has ever done that before. No nation. The only time in history that's been tried before to mask this perverted union, was it done in Rome? where abominable lifestyles were accepted and flourished? No. Was it done in Greece, where it also was rampant? No. The only time in history of what we're doing today and what we're accepting in these perverted, abominable unions, this false, under the mask of a marriage, which can't be done because it's against natural law, it's impossible. But the only other time in history this has happened, 
was in Noah's day. I was listening to somebody that had done research on this. They looked at history. That's the only other time. So what does that say about our time? Does that say, well, maybe this is why our lady's coming? You better believe it is. Because our lady doesn't want to destroy the earth. And God promised he wouldn't destroy it by water. But Mariana has just stated publicly, very recently, that we are now in the movement toward the secrets. You might say, oh, I saw that five years ago. I did too. I saw it 10 years ago. I saw it before Medjugorje. That's why I started praying for our nation. But to have a visionary who's got the 10 secrets, who's the main voice to release the secrets, state, we are now in the moment headed toward the secrets, is a confirmation of what we all know, but should shake us at the same time. So don't think the most important election in the world today is what's going to happen here in the United States and America in November. There's not an interest of God of who's going to be there. If the secrets are going to be released in this period of time, four years, maybe in the next eight years, it is important who's going to be president. Peace won't come through it, our lady said to the president, but it depends on us to get the ruler we need, which will rule against evil. And people have bad discernment. They don't see things. They don't understand it. They don't understand the choices. Are the consequences of the choices? Did you know Massachusetts yesterday declared that all bathrooms are to be transgender bathrooms, even at the churches? Did you know Massachusetts is where this priest scandal broke open? Don't you think it's strange that our lady appears every day to Yvonne when he lives there because he lives in Boston? Massachusetts, she's there. And she says, wherever I go, Satan does too, that he's attacking this state. And today, the Massachusetts Commission is working to make a law where it would be illegal to use gender references like our father or forefathers. Shocking. Amazingly shocking. And you think we're not in the time of Noah? You think you're going to just continue in your work? You don't think you need to drop everything and say, come on, like Nineveh, please relent from what is due to us? That we end up in Independence Hall and pray the Patriotic Rosary, binded together in the place that our nation was birthed, that we might have a rebirth, that we might be spared and saved? And I think the whole world is dependent on an America that's good for the future. Mariana also said publicly that Yugoslavia or this country, LA doesn't see borders. That may be the case, but nations are important. The Bible shows us this. Israel is protected. Nations matter. Those borders do have some bearing on what's going on. And it's Our Lady, after we've prayed millions of prayers and novenas for 23 or 4 years, that Our Lady said, former make prayer groups, that we would pray for your healing and the healing of this nation. That's the United States of America. Our Lady recognized that. It took 23 years of prayers to get those words. 
And she continued that it may draw closer to God and to me. What? The United States of America. Why? Because it's an important instrument for this future. So we have a satanic election going on right now. There is a battle of light and dark. You might say both things are dark. Not necessarily. I don't even say not necessarily. No way. It is a battle between light and dark. Satan and Christ. Are we saying Hillary Clinton is Satan and Donald Trump is Christ? No, God uses his instruments, even though they may not be saints. So how can that be explained? When you see the Massachusetts stuff, you see these things that's taking place and this battle that we're facing, who's for it? And who gravitates toward what's right? God uses things and people that not always identified as the one he would choose, like David or even Saul. Throughout history, this is how it works. And this election has a bearing on everything that will come forth through Medjugorje and the world in the future. They just had all the WikiLeaks on Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, which is the campaign head of Hillary Clinton's thing. They leaked this yesterday. Said that their goal was to infiltrate the Catholic Church and move in progressive left ideology. Why do you think they'd pick that out? Why would they not pick another group? Because we have bishops that's made it a fertile ground for social justice. I wrote, and look what happened while you're sleeping, probably 10 years ago, that they were going to infiltrate the church, the greenies, the environmental movement, for climate change. And now we just now adopted that just six or seven, eight months ago. It's a lie. It's a proven lie. No real valid scientist believes in it. Read, look what happened while you're sleeping. It exposes this. And it literally said that, I wrote that in 2006, maybe 2007, that their plans were to infiltrate the Catholic Church because they couldn't get climate change passed and global warming except through a universal voice. And they did it. And so Pedestra says, we're going to infiltrate the Catholic Church and move a progressive left theology, or rather ideology, but they're going to turn, use their theology for it. So why? Again, it's because we have socialist justice that makes it possible. And it's the fault of the shepherds. It's their fault. Otherwise, they wouldn't even go to it. They didn't think it'd be achieved. If they were ironclad, they were against these things. The other WikiLeaks exposed that Clinton's people only mocked the Catholic faith, naming certain people who were Catholic, like Fox News president Rupert Murdoch. They mocked them. And so they want you to think that Trump represents the end of the world. It does. It's the end of the world for those Republicans, those rotten people in the party who want us to go with the same thing, with those Democrats, the same thing. And both parties are corrupt. And we got somebody that's giving some big garbage bags to throw away the trash. Is he the saint? Again, I say no. But you have to have a certain personality, certain attributes to come on the scene to do what is necessary in our country's future. 
And what's happening, all those people who are bailing out on the Republican Party are just self-identifying themselves as part of the system. They need to go. I want to see the Republican Party crash. I want to see the things change. We want an outsider. I read about an article about USA Today that they did a poll yesterday that said, what is the 10 most things that the Americans are concerned with? The top thing was government corruption. 60% said that was the number one thing they were concerned with. And they are. And you see this. You see from Paul Ryan, all of them. I'm not scared to name the names. They're part of a rotten system. They're not for us. They're not for God. They're not for the Christian morals principles we need to live by. They'll live with this Massachusetts garbage. They don't have a problem with it, though they may voice it. But look where we're headed. That's why we have divine intervention taking place. How does an outsider come up and get where Trump is if something wasn't happening, some action? You got to remember, it's not a Sunday school teacher we're trying to elect, or a priest, or a saint. It's somebody who's going to turn things around and upside down. You say, well, this is political. Everything's political. Everything's politically correct. What we need is something that's not politically correct. And there's some bad things come with that, as well as many good things. Because you need somebody tough that's going to do something and not be able to be worrying about his scruples or being in a position that somebody may not like what actions are taken. We're in trouble, people. And we're in a position that only happened at the time of Noah and the flood. So you want fire to come out of the earth to purify us? We don't know what's going to happen. We know Joan of Arc was risen up, the little woman, a little teenager, trained for three or four years from the voices she had. One of them was Archangel Michael. And then she went and got the most unlikely people together to save France. Lahire is one general. There was two other generals. These guys cussed. These guys were vulgar. These guys were bad. She had to change them. She formed them. And even when they got with her, even when they were elected to their position, they still were doing the things they shouldn't do. But after time, Joan of Arc had them going mass every day. She stopped the cussing. You know why? Because their heart was in it and their heart became in what? Joan of Arc was. You don't think our lady's got her hand on what's going on right now? You don't think she's showing movement toward good of somebody being elected that has the ability to gravitate when they got the facts toward the best decision? I don't want to hear from anybody. We don't have a choice. We only have one choice to take. And if you're not going to vote, and if you're not out there to do that, and I'm saying this, Personally, if you don't want to go with it, that's fine. But we're one here in our community. We see it. We saw it from the beginning. And we're not ruffled by these things that's canned to make damage to sway the decision we see that we have to take. So Joan of Arc, she pulled together these three generals for a hundred-year war they've been fighting. Our nation's been declining in the last hundred years. And she pulled it together very quickly. And less than six weeks ended the Hundred Year War. An amazing feat. We're on the verge of seeing things that have to happen 
Because if we don't survive as a nation, the world won't survive. It's going to go into the abyss of anarchy, and there's no structure out there to keep any kind of order. Our nation is to be a light, and it's not. And that's why we're corrupted. Our sins as a nation has inherited the problems we have because we haven't lived the light. It's very interesting what's happening in Massachusetts right now. It's very interesting what happened when the scandal broke in the priesthood in Massachusetts. And it's very interesting what happened October 11th, 1798, when John Adams spoke to the Massachusetts militia. He said something incredible. He talks about where we are today, and he prophesizes to these soldiers What's happening here in 2016? What would happen to us? We'll have Ruth read what he said. While our country remains untainted with the principles and manners which are now producing desolation in so many parts of the world, while the continues sincere and incapable of insidious and impious policy, we shall have the strongest reason to rejoice in the local destination assigned us by Providence. But should the people of America once become capable of that deep simulation towards one another and towards foreign nations, which assumes the language of justice and moderation, while it is practicing inequity and extravagance, and displays in the most captivating manner the charming pictures of candor, frankness, and sincerity, while it is rioting and rampant and insolence, this country will be the most miserable habitation in the world, because we have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Avarice, ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution as a whale goes through a net. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And I'm going to stop and break and explain this because back then they'd say things and then they'd put another thought in it and then they'd go back to the original thought. So it gets confusing. I want you to go ahead and read the first sentence and break and then I want to explain that to make this real clear what John Adams really said. While our country remains untainted with the principles and manners which are now producing desolation in so many parts of the world. In other words, he's saying we have principles. We're a Christian nation. Those values we have is really what causes us the purpose to be in rejoicing that we are in a position not following the rest of the world, which was like France going through the French Revolution, which was brutal, ruthless, and actually where the Catholic Church began its decline. So he's given observation of the whole world, but because we have these principles and where he's headed with his whole conversation to these soldiers, 
That's why we're prospering. But he gives a warning. Continue. While the continues sincere and the incapable of insidious and impious policy. In other words, we are not capable of insidious policies, that we are a nation of people who are of God, and we're blessed because of that. We shall have the strongest reason to rejoice in the local destination assigned us by providence. Providence is God. That's how they referred to God at the time. In other words, we follow these principles, and God assigns to us something that a nation and a people that we have a destination that we rejoice over. But should the people of America, who once become capable of that deep simulation towards one another and towards foreign nations, which assumes the language of justice and moderation, if we live by moderation, if we follow what it is that we're supposed to do in regards to those things and principles of what we were birthed through, we will be able to continue. While it is practicing iniquity and extravagance. In other words, on the surface we're doing, but at the same time, we're doing iniquity and extravagance. And displays in the most captivating manner the charming pictures of candor, frankness, and sincerity. In other words, if we're sincere, we project that, we live by that. While it is rioting and rampant and insolence. Rapping means plundering. If we're doing that, we have this image. At the same time, we're doing the undercurrent on the other side. And these other things is degraded. This country will be the most miserable habitation in the world. And that's where we are, people. We are a country without identity. We've been demoralized. We have people doing what Massachusetts is doing now about absurd things that's unthinkable in past history. Even the most reparated people from Rome and Greece, and even in Noah's time, probably didn't think of, we can't refer to a man as man. We have to be gender neutral. We can't say a father. You can't even say a mother. But see, really what that's about is God the Father. That's what it's getting rid of. And so we become an immoral people, and we become a people that no longer experiences liberty, and our government grows. And this is what he's building up to warn us of. Because we have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions, unbridled by morality and religion. If you've ever ridden a horse and your bridle broke, and he's kind of wild, and you got no control over him, there's no restraint in him. We have to be bridled to morality and to religion. This is our forefather saying this. So he speaks in agrarian terms. That meant a lot. Every one of those militia, when they heard that, they understood exactly what he said. If we throw away religion, we throw away morality, then we're getting on a wild horse and we're going to be, cr I've crashed into trees. There was one time I was riding, I used to take dates out. I'm riding a horse, a girl's horse got loose. And I catch over, I'm riding galloping, full gallop beside our horse. I lean over our horse, and just that time we go out of the pasture into the woods, and I'm crossed half two horses and hit a tree. Both horses keep going. I could hardly walk for two weeks. Luckily, I didn't get broken in half. That's what happens. 
you're going to crash. Our nation's unbridled, and we continue this path not to be restrained by morality or religion. And we're headed for a big crash. Avarice, ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution as a whale goes through a net. And that's straightforward. Our Constitution is a dangerous document when the reprobates rule and they're not going by principles of Christianity and morality because it's loosely giving, just like all these messages, but it's not alive. It's it's a dated document. It doesn't have life. But that document means what it says it does, but it can be interpreted to mean what they're doing now in the courts. And therefore, in the hands of a reprobate or a society that's not binded by religion and morality, it becomes a dangerous document, just like a well going through a net. And that's where we are. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. Do you get that? Do you hear that? There's no use of this Constitution for anybody other than Christian principles applied to it in its interpretation. You cannot let this Constitution be in the hands of anybody else. And that means we have to do something in the next election that the Constitution to be restored. There may have to be something radically done about it. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. There's no explanation needed for that. We've got our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence in the hands of others. Who are the others? Those who were driven by darkness, who wish to see this nation destroyed. This is what's happening, people. Let me tell you something shocking. The next president will have to put the Constitution of America aside. He cannot follow the Constitution because we haven't followed it for 40 years. We've been going down to the pit. All constitutional lawyers, all constitutionalists out there would say, you can't do that. You can't do it. They've been doing it for 40 years. And in ancient history, when they got off base, they elected a dictator for six months because they needed the power to correct everything for decades that made it not functional. You say, man, a family major is going off the deep end. I am. No, we've been off the deep end. We're not in the Constitution. If we start saying, okay, we're going to go by the Constitution. We're going to elect Supreme Court justices. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We'll never correct in the next 20 years what they've done in 40 years. You can't correct it that way. You have to put the U.S. Constitution aside because it's been so abused. There's so much precedent that there's no way to go back by case, by case, by case, except we reset everything and we go back for road versus Wade. That's new thought. That's new ideas. Can that happen? It's got to happen. And we need somebody that's willing to break the Constitution to restore the Constitution. Do we have precedent for that? Yes, we do. Because Chase the banker jumped on Abraham Lincoln and told him, you're violating the Constitution. He said, let me tell you a story, Mr. Chase. Italian boat captain, his ship is sinking. He had nowhere to go. He went below the deck at the altar and he prays to the Virgin Mary statue to pray to her intercession up in heaven to stop the ship from sinking. 
and water was filling in. It was sinking. He got mad. He grabbed the statue and threw it out in the ocean. And the ship stopped sinking. They got back to the dock. And in the hole of the ship was a statue stuffed in it. And Lincoln told Chase, the captain tossed the statue of the Virgin Mary overboard to save the ship. I'm willing to toss the Constitution overboard to save this nation. And this is what's happening now. Just like it was scandalous to throw a statue of the Virgin Mary overboard like that. It's scandalous to throw out the Constitution. But just like what happened with the Virgin Mary statue, and it was scandalous, it was saved that way. There's no other way. And people don't have this mentality. But they better get it. Our next president better get it. If he thinks he's going to change things in four years, eight years, we have to be willing to do things that may seem unseemly because we're dealing with a culture that is unseemly perverted in its outlook, its thoughts, and everything it thinks. You come, even if you haven't planned to come, but after hearing this, to Independence Hall, next to the Liberty Bill, this Saturday, October 15th, 2016, and pray with us. 30 of us from the community will be there. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be memorable. If you have to drive a day, then have two days flying, be there. You don't want to miss it. The Patriarch Rosary was born at this place. I prayed it, the Rosary behind Independence Hall. And I went there, the Patriarch Rosary came to me. We'll be going to St. Mary's Church where the first celebration of July 4th took place with George Washington and a Catholic church at Holy Mass. Don't miss this. Don't pass it up. Make a pilgrimage to this holy place. The birth of the nation that has done more in the world than any other nation has ever done in history. And God still can use it. So spread this to everybody you know. Cinematomage.com. Get on the phone. Email people. Do whatever you have to do to get as many people there as possible. We hope that maybe we can even broadcast live from there. We're trying to get where we can set that up. We're not certain of that. What's important is that you're live there on the grounds. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.
This ends the Metronomics show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.